resolve and sure grittiness. It starts with an attitude. We need swagger, okay? Regardless of what happens out there, doesn't matter. Keep your swagger. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Five Hole Fantasy Hockey Podcast. We're your hosts today, TJ and Zach. Hey, hey, hey. So we got your week preview. Raj is day-to-day. It's a day late because yesterday was... Yesterday, I mean, today even, is pretty hectic for us. I was all over the eastern seaboard, essentially. I drove to New Jersey and back, and uh, you worked two full shifts. All right, so we got your week preview coming at you. You guys can find us on Twitter at FHF Hockey. You can join the Fantasy Hockey Discord. Let's get into it. News and notes. Let's start with injuries, my man. Oh, Vancouver scored. Well, there goes my Hudobin shutout, but at least Quinn Hughes got the assist. I'm telling you, boys, just so everybody knows, I am I am in a nail biter right now, and I have the most points scored so far in like in the league for this week. And I am in like a nail biter to possibly lose. So I am watching intently and pretty much it all hinges on. I have Hudobin and he has Demko and it almost feels like whoever gets the win is whoever gets the win. Moving on to entries. Other than Raj, like we talked about, Raj, uh, Raj is day to day. Hopefully we'll see if he is back tomorrow. Let's start out with Patrick Line. Uh, Patrick Line out four to six weeks, uh, four to six weeks with an oblique string. So there's kind of a couple of ways to to really look at this. First off, who do you think is going to get a bump up on this? Like, who do you think moves up and like who is kind of the beneficiary of him getting hurt? You have to think it's not his line mates. Yeah, uh, that that's a tough one to call a beneficiary, but I I definitely I know what you mean. Like, who gets the the best deployment here? And it's it's Igor Chinnikov. Uh, two points in his last game. The the first game we saw lines without line A. Cole Sillinger is the center there. I think it was two points for him as well. I told Vorchek's, you before I like Cole Sillinger. Yeah, man. Um, it's hard to ignore that deployment too. Like if he's going to be top line, that's a name we got to start saying. Um, Alfred Bjorkstrand, too. Uh, he's going to be leaned on more heavily, which is nuts because I think he has like 13 points in in 10 games or something. Like he is superhuman right now. Under the radar too with it. Yeah, it seems like it's it's not getting um not getting the limelight it should. But that guy is. We're going to talk about him tomorrow for Tuesday trends, like without a doubt, whether he's a sell high or if he's legit. I'm hoping it's legit because it'd be a lot of fun. Columbus is not the team I thought they were going to be this year. But, man, uh, Igor Chinnikov, I don't know if I'm like, you know, good one day stream, something like that. I'm into it. I don't see anybody as a hold here. What with uh, him being out and all of that jazz. But I don't know. Columbus, you know, how's their schedule this week? Are they somebody that we're looking at for real? And really, as far as I see it, the only hold on that team is Wierenski and obviously Merce Lickens. Merz like it's playing out of his mind right now. Playing very well. I'm glad I picked him up, even though like I talk shit on him. But I've already, I've, I've already paid that piper. And we're fine. As far as their schedule, they don't play until Friday. 
They have a back-to-back, and that's all they have. They have a back-to-back Friday, Saturday, where they play at home against Washington and then the New York Rangers. You're not really going to see anybody. Uh, and and really, other than picking somebody up for that back-to-back, which I would be willing to do, like I'm always down to pick up players, especially on a back-to-back, because I can get two, you know, two days for one, and then I'll drop them on Saturday. And that's even if I have room for them on Saturday, because Saturday is pretty heavy. Um, but they don't have the best, you know, week matchup. Okay. So we got lining out four to six weeks. This, this week is pretty much a non-starter for Columbus players. So it's, it's kind of a gift. Like this one week is just one week closer to getting lining back one week that you don't really need to, to worry about it. Yeah. You weren't really going to use them all that much anyway. Yeah. So it, it is just a wait and see kind of thing. Um, keep an eye on it. Keep an eye out, keep an ear to the ground, see who gets deployment. Uh, right now it's Sillinger and Chinnikov, two guys that are highly regarded inside their prospect system. So definitely fun to watch. But again, this week, more so than any other week that we've had, like off nights haven't really been a hurdle that we've needed to jump so intense because um, everything's pretty even. It's like, you know, seven games on a Tuesday and six games on a on a Monday, things like that. This one is violent. There yeah. are very heavy, heavy Big nights. Big waves. Oh, yeah. So I think it's like three games on all the off nights. It's, yeah, three games Monday, three games Wednesday, three games Friday, three games Sunday. Those are your off nights. This week, more so than any other week, we have to pay attention to the off nights. But yeah, let's, let's keep going with the with the injuries here. It is time to party because Miko Randon, he has returned. One step closer to a healthy Colorado. I don't know if we'll see it uh, this year. <laughs> it's always like a rotating cast. Somebody's out. That does seem to be the case, but I mean, I'm a big fan of Mika Rantanen. Um, at least that top line is looking like, you know, it's going to be back to play. You know, you got Skog, McKinnon, Rantanen across the top. I still like Kadri and Burakovsky here. Um, and then Logan O'Connor rounds out that top six. I'm sure a lot of people are happy that Rantanen is back. He's been out for a while, so I think it's a good thing. Next up. Paul Stasny and Mark Shifley are day-to-day. And Paul Stasny has actually been playing pretty well lately, too. Yeah, not so bad. Alex Barkov, out with a lower body injury. That has definitely, you know, shook up the lines a little bit in Florida. And Florida, actually, I I like Florida this week and the sole fact that they start the week with a back-to-back. So it's going to kind of suck automatically being out a Barkov on a back-to-back start being on a very light Monday, even though they do play on all the other heavy days. Is there anyone you're interested in, you know, like a Lusterinen or anything like that? He's He is the one that moved up to that top spot. Actually kind of surprised that it wasn't Anton Lundell. Yeah, Lundell's... You know, Rogers Anton Lundell, who actually also looks good. He's been hot. Looks real good. Duclair scored a fuck ton of points uh, in his last game. And he's actually up to a pretty comfortable 12 points in 11 games. 54% rostered Anthony Duclair. Worth checking out. He's got more points than Sam Reinhart, who is 91% owned right now. But not by much. Not by much. Oh, no. Vancouver just scored again. Demko takes the lead. Yeah, Elias Pettersson. Son Let's of a bitch. fucking go, boy. Tory Krug on the COVID list. Peter Morazic back on the shelf. Is it, it, he's expected to miss another four weeks. What did I tell you? This Morassic thing was not going to work out. It wasn't going to work out. 
screw you, Peter Morazic. I, I don't like the fact that you went to my Toronto Maple Leafs. Good news is, you know, Campbell is playing friggin' lights out right now. He's on a five-game win streak, uh, great stats, um, and, you know, your Mitch Marners of the world, your John Tavares's of the world, and my guy, Austin Matthews, finally, these stars are scoring. Um, so that does bode well for uh, for Campbell. Peter Morasic, you suck. We're saying pick him up. Uh, lastly, Antiranta is day-to-day following a collision with Ryan Lomberg. Brutal hit, and I, I kind of feel bad for Ranta because it, o- it almost seems like he's always on the shelf. I know. But this time, like, dude, just he, he got ran into. Like, it wasn't even his fault. I feel bad. Yeah. Uh, at some point, we feel for the guy, you know? Like, we, we kind of do. Well, I've we never not liked Ranta. Right? When he's playing, he's always very good. That's what we've always said. All right. Eichel to Vegas, baby. Eichel to Vegas. This is a big one. Lots to unpack. First thing being, you know, Eichel's going to get the surgery. That's going to happen. So it's not going to mean anything for right now. But we're looking at a top line of Pacioretty, Eichel, and Stone. That's going to be a good line. When it comes around. When it comes around. So considering, you know, I mean, keep, none of them are playing right now. Keeper leagues and things like that. I think you can get excited about Eichel. Uh, you know, point per game. Seems to have been his floor when he was in friggin' uh, Buffalo. I, I think that's going to be a pretty comfor- comfortable spot. I think he'll be able to do that. So playing with much better finishers in Mark Stone and Pacioretty, I think a rising tide floats all boats here. I'm worried about Chando Stevenson. Chandy Steves is going to get the bump. He's going to get the bump. He's he going to be gonna a get 3C. The, usually we say bump and, you know, playing time or anything like that. No, he's going to get the bump down. He's going down. I'm sorry, you man. You have to figure. You have to figure it is. Like, Eichel's a true 1C. Chando was kind of a... You We've know, a never said that he was a true 1C. Said he was a beneficiary at best. He's fast, and that's why they like him up there. Man, I'm really down on Chandler Stevenson here. But this is but this is still like... This is this is way... This is way out of the... This is a long time from now, though. So yeah. don't worry Flex too much. Flex your points now. Top power play is going to look... Good. I don't think we're going to have split power plays anymore. I think we're going to have a true first power play. So hopefully Theo gets it. And um, he's always been better on the power play, like on paper. Uh, more power play points, even though they're splitting it pretty much down the middle. Theo's got more power play points than than Petrangelo. So I don't know if I'm trying to convince myself or shout out to Pete DeBoer. But, man, it's got to be Theo. It's got to be Theo when that comes around. So heads up there. On the way back is, I feel like three players got fucked in this trade for our for our dynasty. Like Alex Tuck, uh, Peyton Krebs, and Chandler Stevenson, all on our shared dynasty team. <laughs> and all three of their stocks go down with this trade. I think like, big time. Peyton Krebs, sure. Big like I, I, I thought you had a chance. There was no real center depth there. You could have made it. Could have done well, something I mean, exciting. No real center Again, depth in Buffalo either. That's fair. I liked their supporting cast in Vegas a little bit more, but the pipeline is starting to get pretty stock. So maybe there is some hope for Peyton Krebs. It's just going to be weird. Like I, I was ready to oh, no. cheer for Peyton Krebs as a knight. I was not ready. I'm not ready to cheer as Peyton Krebs as a saber. Alex Tuck, somebody that uh, a few of us in the discord have been like begging to get traded so that he can get into the top six somewhere. I feel like we were a bit robbed because he did get traded. He will be in the top six and it's Buffalo. I feel like it's one of those things where like 
when like you make a deal with the devil or like you know something like that where you get your wish mm-hmm. but it's yeah. but it's always got a silver lining that you didn't know about yeah, you know it's, it's got some fine devil. print yeah he's going to get traded but we're going to trade him to buffalo yeah eat shit let me try to talk you off the edge a little bit i'm not on the edge cuz i think i underlying in my body i think tuck's going to be great there He's he's a New York boy. He's excited to go to the Buffalo Sabers, which is saying something. But uh, you know, it's still on the shelf. He should be back. I think it's um, January, maybe. Like he had shoulder surgery or something that kept him out for four months. That'll put him right in like the middle of January. He'll come back. He's gonna hop right into that top six. I think. He shoots. He hits. He's gonna be a power play fixture now that you know he's probably one of the best players on the team now. If you think about it, you know, there's I. I'm low-key excited about Alex Tuck. Not excited about Peyton Krebs right now or uh, Chandler Stevenson. But, you know, I, I think Tuck's got something there. I'm still fine with Tuck and Krebs. So they're going to a team where, you know, they're going to be featured definitely more than they were going to be on Vegas. Uh, I still like Victor Olofsson. And if this year, kind of what we were talking about before we even went on air, if this year has showed me anything, all of a sudden Detroit's good. Detroit has mm-hmm. been trash. All of a sudden Anaheim's good and they've been trash. And, you know, and now uh, San Jose, they're starting to turn it around. These teams that have been in the bottom of the barrel for the last couple of years are starting to get there. I was fully ready for Columbus to be in a retool year. You know, shipping out Seth Jones and and just looking like they did, and they're in the top half of the league. So there's a lot of strange, strange happenings early in the season, dozen games in or whatever. Now Buffalo has been bad for a long time, but they're gaining capital, they're gaining a pipeline. At least they're moving in the right direction. Luckily, we're talking about a dynasty league that we are doing. Mm. You know what I mean? This is a down the road league. Let's see what happens. I'm okay with it for now. At least they'll be featured, even if it is on a bad team. All right, next bit of news if we're done with the uh, Eichel talk. I think it's going to be great for Eichel. You know, you know what I actually want to bring up? I'm excited to see Jack Eichel in the playoffs. This is a team where he can make the playoffs. It'll be our first look at Eichel, playoff Eichel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm ready for that. I want to see that. I'm excited. And he's not the captain. There's not as much pressure. I think that's going to alleviate some of you know his headspace. I think he's going to be in a really good spot. He's been wanting out of Buffalo for years. So you know, in every like interview and everything like that that I've seen, he's looked super excited about it. Yeah, just Cheshire Cat man. Like he yeah, is, he has looked super excited. Now this buddy. now this next storyline, I don't think this is a surprise. Jeremy Colleton out as Chicago's head coach. The team was one nine and two. They have allowed the most goals in the NHL. Mm -hmm. Uh, Derek King takes over. Um, Didn't even know he was a person. Blackhawks won tonight against the Predators in OT low scoring game, which is not characteristic of Chicago. What I like here, uh, King put DeBrincat on a line with Doc and Kane. So we got Kirby Doc as the one C under the first game of Derek King. Jeremy Colleton is notorious and infamous for his just incessant line juggling. One thing goes wrong in the game, he mixes up the lines. You get a goal scored against you, mixes up the lines. Whatever you see on game night, it's not going to be even close to that by the end of the game. So I hope Derek King brings in some continuity. 
uh, lets us ride with Doc on the first line, which would be pretty cool. I don't know if Ryan Carpenter is going to stay on the top power play. That's something that, you know, that's another bone I have to pick. But uh, what do you think here, man? Like, what, what's your uh, what's your pulse on just straight up just Colleton out? It seems like it makes sense, number one. Number two, sometimes you need to shake up here. I don't think uh, Jeremy Colleton was ever, you know, really totally the answer. He's been okay at best. Uh, I I do like the direction that they're moving. I was more hopeful about their offense, and you know we knew that their defense was going to be bad. But you had a really good goalie on your hands. In fact, you had a really good goalie. You know the past couple of goalies that they had, um, Jer- Jeremy Colleton hasn't really done much with it. So that doesn't surprise me in the least. They're really bad, and they need a shakeup. And this is kind of what you do, especially in in the NHL. You need a shave it, a shake up. Coach got to go. Sorry, Jeremy Colleton. Mm-hmm. I'm rooting for you, buddy. They want to rebrand Chicago, I think. So just new looks up and down. No micromanagement. So hopefully Derek King uh, can do something with it. That's going to bring us into the week preview. We said our light nights are very light. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday off nights, all with three games. Tuesday, ten. Thursday, eleven. Saturday. 13 games. 13. We're going to have bench issues this week, boys. We're going to yeah, have you're going to be leaving issues. points on your bench. It might win you or lose you the week. Set your lineups now for the whole week. If anybody's riding your bench on heavy nights and those are the only nights they play, there's your streamer spot. Switch them all out. Get teams that are playing uh Toronto and who's the other one? Washington. They lead the schedule right now. Cuz you're not only playing your opponent like me and Zach are going to go up against each other. And he just picked up dry in a trade. Edmonton has four games. Two of them are off nights. Not excited. He's got Austin Matthews. Four games. Three of them are off nights. Not only is my opponent Zach, my opponent is the schedule. Your opponent is the schedule every single week. And it's your job to beat them and your opponent. Uh, so we got to manipulate. We got to find some exploits here. New York Islanders, only one game. And it's on a heavy night. Tampa, two heavy nights. Colorado too. Columbus doesn't play till Friday, like we mentioned before. And then again on Saturday, Chicago and Dallas also have two game weeks. Any fringe players from New York, Tampa, Columbus, Chicago and Dallas, they got to go. They gots to go, especially your New York Islanders. Are you keeping Andersley? He has been underwhelming as fuck. And in these last couple games is when he decided to keep it like just turn it up uh, a couple goals tonight. Only one game. Only one game. They are still building their stadium, so they're on the road for a while. And only one game. Like, you you know, you're Brock Nelson's. I think Beauvillier is a safe drop. What are you doing with any of these guys? You know, the Anders Lee one has me stumped a little bit. I'm most certainly leaning towards I, I want to hold an Anders Lee. But as far as the... It, and really, it's, it's probably just Lee and Barzal. Kyle Palmieri is probably getting dropped. Not probably. I will be dropping Kyle Palmieri. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna tell you the truth uh, that he's on our home league team for, for me, and I will be dropping him. But it, it's just Lee and Barsal that I'm holding. I'll hold the goalies too. But I know. I know the goalies. Like yeah, skaters. obviously, yeah. you're definitely not dropping the goalie. But that goes also, you know, for your defense. Are you holding on to a Noah Dobson that? Um, nope. That is quarterbacking the the top power play. I'm not. Nope. Here's what I'll say about Anders Lee. If you're in a points league, drop him. That's it. 
drop him. The shots, like until recently, they they were barely there. The hits are okay at best in a bangers league. So if I'm in a shallow bangers league, I'm probably pitching Anders Lee to the curb too. So I think to, for me, it's Barzell and Barzell only. Fair enough, and, and I'm and I'm fine and with that too. Yeah, it sounded like you were kind of on the fence about. It was about it was a it was a quandary to say the least. Let's talk about Tampa uh, fringe guys and and Colorado fringe guys. We've said our piece about JT Confer and their two game weeks for two more weeks this week and the next week. They have only two games. This can probably go for Bowen Byram as well. For me, they're not holds. Bowen Byram, you're gone. And I actually have Kadri and Burakovsky. So I'm really going to have to, you know, I'm going to have to think about it because honestly, they're both not doing bad. Like in fact, yeah, they both been a couple goals the other night. Pretty damn good for me. So mm-hmm. it's gonna. Uh, I'm gonna have. To, I don't have an answer right now. On top of the fact that you're my opponent, I don't want to give you any, you know, heads up here. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not like but I'm I really, gonna, but you know, I really don't know what I'm gonna do that on that play. One. Because I have Bowen Byram's tough. Beard. What's that? Oh, but uh, Bowen Byram, I'm. I already did drop. I think it's tough though with Makar on IR. Um, getting that top power play even if it's two heavy nights like if if you can stomach it i'm okay with byram this week but it's like i lean closer to drop but there is that think about it this way too so like if you're on the fence and you're leaning drop like i am by the time this week's over mccarr might be back and byram's probably going to get relegated back to power play two you know best case scenario he shares a power play with with kale mccarr so Think about it that way. Like, are you struggling to get McCar or Byram into your lineup? And if you are, say say your goodbyes because by the time McCar gets back, this week's over. Those two nights you can use as a streamer spot and get somebody else in somewhere. I ju- I just think it's smart to to get rid of Byram. If he was on my team for that Thursday and Saturday, he would be playing because they have a good enough offense. And if he's on that power play, then he's playing on my team. You know what I mean? I have lower, you know, I have other defensemen, you know, I have a, you know, a Jake Muzzin on my team. I'm keeping him because of, you know, the schedule that they have this week. But in general, if he's on my team, I'm going to be playing him. But just for those days. Other than that, like I said, I did drop him already. All right, let's uh, let's get into streamers. I think maximizing our games is the name of the game. I actually have a quick question before you, before you go by that, since we're talking about, are you keeping players that don't have a great schedule? Been talking a lot about Lucas Raymond. Mm. He plays on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Yeah. Heavy games, heavy games. Are you holding on to a Lucas Raymond? If he is true bottom of my roster, I got to stream him out. But if there's somebody else that's eligible, you know, say it is a Paul Mary or a Byram or a Comfer or any of these hot guys that we've been that we've been after these last couple of weeks. I'm dropping them before I drop Raymond. So for me, it's like worst case scenario type of thing. It's uh, I don't I don't want to. Um, those three games are going to be tough too. You're going up against the Oilers. You're going up against Winnipeg. Uh, it's the, the Oilers, Capitals. the Capitals, and the Canadians. At least, yep. you know, at least he gets to feast on the Canadians on, on Saturday. It's going to be tough because those are really, really heavy nights. I'm going to say it again. When you're hearing this, set your lineup for the entire week. See if he makes it in your in your lineup. If he doesn't, you know, you got to cut bait. There's no point. 
you know, maybe you're you're holding out hope for next week, but we got to win this week first. So I I, I, I thrive know. on hope. It's the only thing that gets me through, TJ. So our best schedules, Washington and Toronto, they have three off nights and four games. Edmonton and Calgary have four games with two off nights, four games, one off night. That's your St. Louis, New Jersey, Montreal, Boston, Vancouver, Pittsburgh, Ottawa, L.A., and Florida. And with that uh, you know, gamut of teams, they either are playing on Monday or they're playing on Sunday, and that's their one off night. They'll play the three heavy nights, and then they'll play Monday or Sunday. Let's start out with Toronto. It's a hard team to stream from. All the talent is rostered. But my first guy here is Michael Bunting. And I'm pretty sure, like, you know, you're probably on the same page. with. Yeah, I like I like uh, that. Yeah, 17% rostered. He's got great hits, great shots. Tom, Tom Tron, I am sorry for anything that I might have said. Uh, none of it is confirmed that I've said anything. But if, you know, if maybe I said some things about Michael Bunting, uh, I apologize. I'm in. He's line two, power play two. He's playing with one of the best players in, in on the team. It's either Marner or it's uh, Matthews. He's in the top six there. That's where you want somebody to be. Power play two, fine. Uh, but he's got six points in 11 games played so far. I'm liking what we're getting from him. There's not much else to, to pick from. Who else you got? A player that you know I just kind of mentioned, and that's Jake Muzzin. Muzzin is only 43% owned, and... You know, in a points league, which we're in, um, I'm actually still holding him for the fact that, you know, he can get some points. But really, it's the hits and the blocks. And really, it's the fucking hits. It's the hits. Bull hits, dude. You know, five hits in this last game. You throw a six in there, another five. What does he have for the year? 24 hits on the year, 18 blocks. The hits are great. I love the hits at, at, at two per game, um, and lately he's been pouring it on. He's going to get you over 20 minutes. I, I I like Jake Muzzin, and he might score, but really it's the hits in the blocks. It's the perifs. Great in the Cats League. Great. I'm game for it. I think uh, Ker- Kerfoot could be worth like a real speculative ad. Uh, he, there's nothing popping off the score sheet, but he is on line two and tri-eligible. So there's a little bit there, like even if, um, you know, that those heavy nights, if he's tri-eligible, he might be one of the only players that is tri-eligible in Yahoo. Uh, you got that flexibility. He's 2% rostered. Jake Muzzin, 42, and Bunting at 16%. So three guys worth looking at here in Toronto. Uh, Washington, what do you like here? Connor Sheary, right there. Connor Sheary is not getting Mantha spot. It's, it's a sprung. I don't like any of these players. I know. I don't like any. Again, it's a, it's a shit team to strengthen. Yeah, I don't like I don't like any of these fucking people. Well, I'll I'll lead in then. Uh, okay, so Washington's got that uh, that second best schedule that we might want to look at this week. They see Buffalo, Detroit, Columbus, and Pittsburgh. Uh, they only have two off nights. No, they do have three. Okay, so they got Monday, Friday, and Sunday. So they're going to help you out at the end of the week, too. And I think that Detroit game is going to be wide open. The one that's like right in the middle of the uh, of the week there. Detroit's been scoring, but they don't mind getting scored on. Buffalo is Buffalo. Columbus, that could go either way. And same thing for Pittsburgh. Those games, man, like if it's an old-fashioned Pittsburgh-Washington game, and when I say old-fashioned, I mean like of the last three years, it's going to be eight to seven. 
it's going to be nuts. So I like Vitek Vanacek here as a just go check at 63%. Mm-hmm. He's been the better goalie. It's not saying too much because he's got like a 902 or something, but you know, he's going to get two Sam of these Stonehoff starts, I guess. Banned. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, he's the better of the two kind of poop goalies, but you know, go check because Vanacek, he'll get you some starts. Uh, and then the, my guy, Martin Favari, he is banging. Uh, over two and a half hits a game, almost two blocks a game. He has two points. I'm not banking on points, but Favari banks. So if you need bangs, if and you're in a category six, he's very available. He's one percent owned. So if you need bangs, you're going for him. You're going for Orlov or you know Nick Jensen. Nick Jensen shoots a little bit more, but uh, the hits and blocks are a little bit less. So you know, take take your pick your poison here. He's slow and steady. Nick Jensen versus like the kind of boom of Martin Favari. And then you still have your, your regular Lars Eller, um, who is on that, who is on that second line right now. And that's just, you know, an always kind of guy. He's also very available at only 2%, but he is a strict center. Um, you know, on those off nights, that really shouldn't be a problem. Uh, but Lars Eller could, you know, definitely give you a chance here. Like I said, he is available. He is available like your fat, ugly friend from high school. <laughs> so ugly. Those blowjobs count as anal. Then we have uh, two deployment-based streams that are kind of Hail Marys here. It's Connor Sherry, who's getting top power play time. Uh, he was getting top power play time, but even before Anthony Mantha, who is out indefinitely, went out. Um, and then there's Daniel Sprong, who took Mantha's spot on line two and is like, He's somebody that excels when he gets these kind of chances. So I think I'm leaning Sprong here versus Connor Sherry. Uh, both of them very available. If you're looking for points, if you need a Hail Mary, if you're in a real deep league, I'm looking at Sherry. I'm looking at Daniel Sprong. Sprong is uh, pretty available. And so is Sherry, 1% owned. So there's some deep cuts here in Washington. There are two other schedules that I just kind of want to throw out there, and that is... Florida and Los Angeles. And that's for the sole fact that they are opening the week on a back-to-back. And they're the only two teams that are doing so. Uh, I like that so that I can get points against TJ early in the week. Now, from Los Angeles, really, you know, there are some guys, especially in that top six, that are still very very available. Uh, your, Your Dustin Browns of the world, who hasn't been, you know, tearing it up very much lately. But it's still on that top line, still on that top power play and playing the first two days in the week. You can drop him after that if you want to go right ahead. But try to get some try to get some points straight off on a Monday Um, in Florida. See, now, Florida is actually a little interesting to me because some of these guys, you know, are actually they're they're on the defense. It's not all offense, all or all offensive players that you're really looking at anymore. There is Lusterinen and Lundell, who we talked about earlier, but I like Gustav For- Forsling. I like Gustav mm-hmm. Forsling and Brandon Montour, who have been playing sneaky fucking good lately. Forsling is a, you know, Cats guy, but also is killing it on assists. And how long is it going to take for us to start talking about Brandon Montour as a, you know, a player to pick up? He is also pretty damn available and has, what, four points in his last four games? Dude, I I think it's possible that Brandon Montour, he just really needed to change the scenery. And who would have thunk it? 
He was on Anaheim for a long time when they were really bad. And then he was on Buffalo for a while when they were really bad. And they still are. Now he's on a good team and he's playing well. I like both those players. In fact, those are my two those are my two best pickups for those games. I don't mind Duclair. Like Duclair is still somebody to look at. And I don't know. He's more about of a go, already, just oh. go check. I mean, if, if yeah. Duclair is available in your league, then yeah, I'm definitely taking Duclair. But I'm assuming that he is not. I got a. I'm going to hop in here before you go on to L.A. with Calgary, who who doesn't have a bad schedule this week either. They got four games, two off nights. I'm looking at San Jose, Montreal, Ottawa in here, and then Toronto. So it's it's a pretty wide open week given how much Calgary is scoring right now. I kind of want to touch this. I want to get in there. Blake Coleman, he has three points in his last seven games, 25 shots in those same span, 15 hits and four blocks. He's 44% owned at left wing, right wing. So you got some flexibility there. I love me some Blake Coleman. He is just, he's covering everything. Sean Monahan. I did not see myself talking about this. Um, power play one, really sheltered even strength minutes. I don't know exactly what they're doing, but he's got five points, all of them on the power play in his last seven games. 14 shots, three hits, three blocks. It might be worth a swing. He's very available and he's he's getting in this on the score sheet. Oliver Shillington. I don't buy this at all, but it's happening. Uh, seven points in his last seven games. Ten shots, four hits, six blocks. Doing stuff. Worth a mention. Rasmus Anderson, five points. Four of them are power play points. And he's got five shots in seven games. So I hate the shots. Hate them. Absolutely hate them. But he is power play one at 41%. It's, I don't know, worth a shot. And then you could look at Mangiapane, who's 55%. Just go check. Six points in his last seven. There's a lot of points here. I mean, even... Lucic has four goals in his last seven games. You want to talk about points. People are getting points. Take a look at Calgary. See who's available. Uh, That's probably the order that I would check them out. Like Coleman, then Monaghan, then Mangiapane. But, you know, he's 55%. So I feel bad talking about him. But, like, Shillington is kind of a stretch for me. But, I mean, even Backlund's got four points and 17 shots. So just check out Calgary. I I think they're worth a look this week. I like Oliver Shillington. Yeah, he's solid. You got uh, you got L.A., and then I'm going to finish this up with Edmonton here. Uh, I, I said about Dustin Brown. Um, I do actually like Michael Kempney, or Kempney, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Adrian Kempe. <laughs> Michael oh, Kempney my God. On the mind. I'm tired. Leave mm. me alone. And I always have Michael Kempney on the mind. He's awesome. One second. Uh, what about what about Kale Clegg? He's got three points in his last four games. Power play one. He's one percent owned. Uh, four blocks, four shots. So the shots are not encouraging, but the minutes look good. Nineteen forty. It's not so bad. Yeah. What do you say? Uh, I'm fine with Kale Clegg. The only other one that I would even kind of you know want to bring up here is Kaliev. What What do you think about Arthur Kaliev? I hate I hate the minutes, but he's he's working with it. Yeah, he's making lemonade here. It's three three goals in his last four games, but I mean the minutes are one. horrible. You know what I mean? It's not like he's getting you know Sammy Blay minutes from from you know the past like two years ago where he's you know getting bangs all over the place, but only playing like nine ten minutes. He's getting over thirteen minutes a game. Your inflection makes it sound good, but it's still it's thirteen minutes a game. He's also not he is shooting. line one, power play one. <laughs> like he's scoring these goals, but I'm not going to lie to you. He's not shooting, boys. Um, he's a sniper. He, he he's he's over two 
shots a game on the year, but he's definitely mixing in a lot of ones in there. I don't like mixing in one one shot games. I don't like that at all. Here's a guy that's shooting in the last uh, two weeks. He leads the team in shots. Once again, it's Alex Iafalo season. Line two, power play two. He's got 22 shots, seven points in his last six. Four of them are goals. Two power play points, four hits, three blocks. Uh, left wing only, L.A. What, what do you think about their schedule? They they have that Monday, Tuesday, and then you can probably pitch them. I'm picking these guys up for, you know, that back-to-back on Monday, Tuesday. Just because I'm trying to pump some points in real quick against you. But chances are, you know, your Arthur Kaliev's and your Adrian Kempe's aren't going to make my lineup on Thursday and, and certainly not Saturday. So I got I got Edmonton to close this out before we get into the zero G segment of our episode here where we look for back to backs and some available goalies to stream from. And there's jack shit to go from in Edmonton, man. Like there's Evan Bouchard. And that's that's it. That's the only one that's interesting. He's got three points in his last five, 11 shots in that same span, crushing in the minutes department over 22 minutes. So the trust is there. He's getting a lot more time than Tyson Berry, whose time on ice is like a roller coaster. You're getting whiplash one night. It's 14 minutes. The next night it's 23. Uh, But Tyson Berry finally turning it on. He's got six points in his last five, 10 shots two power play points. Berry is. Paying dividends for anybody that uh, had the same patience they did last year with Tyson Berry. So this seems to be a uh, a pattern in Edmonton for Berry. It takes him two weeks to get going, two and a half weeks, whatever. But yeah, Berry's back and uh, Bouchard looks really sharp. So I'm there for it. Darnell Nurse, also available in 2% of leagues. So fucking go check. Don't know who doesn't have Darnell Nurse rostered. My brother was telling me he's in a, um, a bad league for football he's playing in like a bad league like if you miss a field goal you get points and the closer you are to the field goal you get extra points for being that bad if you fumble you get extra points so it's like this anti-league so if you score touchdowns that's a bad thing so you want minus seven yeah and it's like a negative ppr so you want players that play a lot and like do things but don't score touchdowns but don't do them well (laughs) yeah yeah it's a negative PPR, so the more you touch the ball, the less points you get. He'll say, like, nail-biter games are, like, 35 to 41 or something. It's just really low scoring. I forget who, who he was talking about today, but he was just calling him Fumble Boy. He was like, I got him. He went, like, 101. <laughs> Sweet. All right, close this out with the uh, the Zero G, Apples and Genos aptly named. Who are we streaming goalie-wise this week? Well, there are a ton of back-to-backs. So... You're definitely going to be seeing a lot of, you know, zero G possibilities. Okay, I'm going to throw one out there and I I want to get your pulse on it. Martin Jones, probably playing against Dallas on Sunday. Martin Jones with a 950 save percentage right now. Martin Jones looked awesome. Yeah, and I hate saying that. Knock on wood. What do you think about Jones against Dallas or, God forbid, against the Hurricanes? Well, Dallas is definitely having scoring problems. So against Dallas, I mean, I, I, I love it. But really, Philly is not a bad team. I'm I'm fine with Martin Jones, you know, almost no matter who they play, to be honest with you. Uh, I love that 950. I love that 167. Um, and he's 3-0 this year. Um, so to be honest with you, yeah, I'm good with Martin Jones. That that is definitely somebody who I who I would have been talking about. 
All right. Mike's all yours. So you're back to backs this week. And this is going to take me a little while because there's a lot of them. Almost everybody plays friggin' back to back. Arizona plays at Chicago at Nashville. Don't care. Sorry. Shouldn't have even said it. But they have back to back. So I felt so I felt obligated to say something. Boston at New Jersey and then at home against Montreal. Obviously, you got to think that uh, Jeremy Swayman, uh, Swayman is going to get one of those starts. Look for Jeremy Swayman, possibly on that uh, um, that New Jersey game, which is fine with me. You know, New Jersey, a little hurting right now. Not playing all that great, but I like Jeremy Swayman in that look. The only thing is, that is a very heavy night. That is on a Saturday. So yeah, 50% is, on, so you got to get in. Yeah, that kind of scares you a little bit. Now, Buffalo, Carolina, Columbus all play a back-to-back on Friday, Saturday, as well as Philadelphia and Toronto. So usually your backups are going to get that Friday start. Like you said before, they're going to get that front end. So kind of look for those goalies maybe for a Friday. Uh, you have Calgary Thursday, Friday at Montreal, at Toronto, Edmonton, at Boston, at Buffalo, also Thursday, Friday, um, Florida, Los Angeles. We already went over Minnesota Wednesday, Thursday at Arizona, which I like and at Vegas, um, who actually, you know, I kind of like also, to be honest with you, Vegas can't score worth a shit right now. So I like that as well. Montreal at Detroit at Boston. I'm thinking they're going to lose both those games. <laughs> New Jersey, Boston at New York. Now, both those were Saturday Sundays, along with Ottawa, who is at home against Pittsburgh and Calgary. Pittsburgh, who is at Ottawa, at Washington. St. Louis at Carolina, at home against Edmonton. Vancouver at Vegas, at Anaheim. Lastly, sorry, those were all Saturday Sundays. You got me glazing over. Let's just talk some names here. I got the thousand yards there. There's a lot of teams, a lot of days we're talking about. Who do you I like? know. I told Kack, you it's going to take me a while. There's like all sorts. There, there's going to be zero G opportunities left and right. Chances are you might be able to pick up, you know, a Vanacek or a Samsonov. Like you said before, they're most likely going to play at Detroit. I like Kaskinen looks they're, good. They're all over the place. Who who do you like? Uh, I like Kakinen for that Arizona game. If if that's something that's going to happen, I like Kakinen. Um, if Peterson gets the uh, Montreal Tuesday game for LA, I'm in for that one. A lot of people jump and ship on Peterson. He could be available. I'm staying away from Vili Huso. They're going to see Carolina and Edmonton. Not touching it. Not touching Montreal's goalies. Vanacek, like you said, I like. Yeah, I, I like Koskinen and I like Kakinen. But I, I don't know. I mean, Koskinen's up to 70% owned right now. So, that, I mean, that's a hard one. If, if Koskinen's out there, please go pick up Koskinen and hold him for the entire week. What do you think about Stuart Skinner, though? Do you feel like taking a flyer, like a super fucking flyer, on Stuart well, Skinner? My thought is, my thought is that uh, Mike Smith might be back by then. Possibly. Let's look at Eunice Corpusalo. 9% owned. One they of have the a guys I want to talk about. Absolutely. Yes, I, I think it's a good play. Probably going to see New York, who's actually doing a lot better than I thought they were. They're top half of the league right now. They did just get blown up by Calgary, but that was kind of 
not representative of how their season's going. They are they're actually playing pretty well. If I remember, it's like six six three and two or something. Like they have a winning record. They're they're doing they're doing okay. So it's not a surefire win. I expect Merzlikens. You know, if they're going good team, bad team, they're going to play Merzlikens against the Capitals, and then they'll play Corpusalo against um, the Rangers on a very busy Saturday. So if you got time there, send it. Those are my zero G plays this week. That's it. I have one more. Okay. Danny Vladar. Spencer Knight. Spencer Knight. Okay. Okay. Vladar I'll give you Spencer Knight. Spencer Knight has been playing well. Um, and I was a, I was a fan of that. Like I was rooting for Spencer Knight at the beginning of the year. You know what I mean? 78%. So you don't, you don't have to talk me about, yeah. into a Spencer Knight. Um, but a Danny Vladar is definitely going to be way more available on that Calgary team um, that you were saying has been playing so well and scoring so many points. But Danny Vladar is 2-0 so far this year. Um, he is a little too flirty with the uh, sub-900 average, and the uh, at least he's sub-3 on the goals against, but just under, but just sub. Um, but still, I like the fact that they can uh, get all that scoring done. I'm also interested in Dan Vladar. Live a little, man. Live a little. You see you see the horrible decisions that I make picking up goalies and it works out. Jump in the deep end with me. Come on. I don't know. Do it. Do it. Take a flyer. This is the perfect week to start taking flyers on random fucking goalies. Do it. I am uh I'm going Corpusala. That's my guy. That's it. We got Tuesday trends coming at you tomorrow. Uh, it was a it was a late start for us. We had to push it back, like I said. So we're dropping this one on a Monday. At least we um, got an extra hour of sleep. You know, unless we got an extra hour of sleep. Yeah. I, I do like today is one of my favorite days for the fact that it's the first time of the year that for the next six months my clocks are going to be correct. <laughs> and half of the people at work they show up an hour early. Idiots. That's that's cool. Yeah, suckers. Uh, anyway, that's it for us. So once again, you can find us on Twitter at FHF Hockey. Feel free to chirp us there. You guys can chirp us in the Discord. Um, yeah, until next time. We love yous. Love yous.